Good morning. My name is David Jenkins. Uh, I'm doing a reading from Mark 10, verse 13 to 16. And the Lord's written it so we can read. The, the little children of Jesus. Thirteen people were bringing little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them. But the disciples rebuked them. When Jesus saw this, he, he was indignant. He said to them, Let the little children come to me, and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a child will never enter it. And he took the children in his arms placed his hands on them and blessed them. I say good morning to you. Amen. Church, I've brought you up here to where our creche normally gathers on a Sunday. Hopefully in the not too distant future, we'll be gathering again very shortly, of course. And when we do so, this is where our kids come. It's up to the gallery while the grown-ups are down there in the auditorium. Uh, the little kids are up here by themselves at the little table at these little chairs. And I'm feeling a little bit silly about sitting at these tiny little chairs this morning. But that's kind of the point. You see, today we're all about having a childlike faith, about being humble. Well, it's pretty humbling sitting here this morning. But as I say, that's the context, that's the setting, that's the background for my message to you this morning about the importance of having a childlike faith. You see, we all love the innocence of little children, don't we? They, they capture our attention, they capture our, our heart, don't they? Whenever you get a little child turn up into the midst of a group of adults, they capture everybody's attention, don't they? Either in person or I've noticed even, even on Zoom, children capture everybody's attention. We love little kids, we, we love their sweetness and, and we love their innocence, don't we? We also love those movies about the innocence of children being preserved into adulthood. You might think of the 1980s classic Big, starring Tom Hanks, one of my favourites as a, as a youngster growing up. I think I went and saw it in the George Street cinemas with a bunch of my mates uh, one day. We saw Tom Hanks in Big. They did a remake of it starring Jennifer Garner called Suddenly 30, again about the innocence and sweetness of childhood all of a sudden finding themselves in a grown-up body, in a grown-up world, the sweetness and innocence of childhood being preserved into adulthood. And the innocence of childhood being preserved into adulthood is exactly what Jesus calls us to, to do in our reading this morning. In today's famous story, Jesus calls us to indeed preserve an element of our childhood. In fact, he says, unless you can preserve an element of your child, unless you can enter the kingdom of God like a child, you won't be able to enter at all. <laughs> wow, I mean, this is, this is pretty significant stuff, isn't it, from Jesus? What does he mean by this? And, and how can you and I be more childlike? And why is it so important to Jesus that unless we become like a little child, then we won't even be able to make it into his heavenly eternal kingdom? Well, I think the first thing we can learn is that 
This story appears in all three synoptic gospels, in Matthew, Mark, and in Luke. So that tells us something. It tells us that this was obviously a significant event in the life of the disciples. It tells us that it really stuck with them as they remembered their time with Jesus. It actually starts off with them being chipped by Jesus, confronted by Jesus. They, they think they're doing the right thing by him, by protecting him from distractions, by protecting him from trifling distractions like little children. They thought they were doing the right thing by managing his schedule, by, by keeping the little people away. But they still hadn't yet grasped that in fact Jesus is for the little people of the world. In fact, Jesus is so upset that Mark actually uses a word that describes Jesus as being indignant, is what the NIV translates it as. But other English translations translate this Greek word as much displeased or incensed or, or even angry. Now, the original Greek word, aganakteo, uh, only appears in the New Testament seven times, you might be interested to know. So to dig beneath the surface just for a moment, this word aganakteo, being incensed or being indignant, only appears seven times. It's used to describe the rest of the disciples when James and John go off by themselves to plan the seating arrangements in God's kingdom to make sure that they got the best seats in the kingdom. The New Testament describes the other disciples at that point as being aganakteo or indignant or incensed, as you could understandably imagine that they would be. It's also used to describe the Pharisees and the religious leaders on a couple of occasions when Jesus heals on a Sabbath rather scandalously and indeed when he upends the temple, when he cleanses the temple, when he overturns the tables of the money changes in the, in the temple. On both of those occasions, the Pharisees and the religious leaders were incensed, they were angry, they were outraged, they were aganakteo. And it's used to describe the disciples uh, when a woman breaks open an extremely expensive bottle of perfume worth a lot of money in those days to anoint Jesus' feet before his death. The disciples were incensed, they were indignant in that they thought this was a huge waste of money. On only one occasion in the New Testament does... Do the, do the writers of the New Testament describe Jesus as being incensed? Again, in, in this episode here, Jesus is incensed. He is indignant that they've been stopping the little children coming to him. So Jesus uses this little moment, this little, this little awkward moment, this little, this little bit of anger, righteous anger on his part. He uses it as a teachable moment. He uses it as a stepping off point to teach the disciples something very important about God's kingdom. In verse 14, Jesus says, let the little children come. Do not try to stop them for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. And he goes on to say that unless you enter the kingdom of God like a child, you won't be able to get in at all. <laughs> so, it leads us to ask, well, what does he mean by this? What are the characteristics of little children that Jesus wants us to emulate? Well, I think he means becoming like a child in the way that preserving some of the innocence and beauty that this broken and hurting and sinful fallen world tends to, tends to beat out of us, sadly. As adults, sadly, we lose delight in flowers and bugs and mud pies and, and sunsets. We become jaded and disinterested, don't we? Adults hold grudges, don't we? 
we harbour fears and, and angers. We, we hang on to offence, don't we? Adults do things simply because, well, that's the way they've always been done. And we have trouble imagining anything different. But children don't behave in any of these ways, do they? And nor did Jesus. I've had a look at what several commentators have suggested are some of the childlike qualities that we should seek to hang on to. And I've put them together in a bit of a list for you. So as I run through them, I'm going to list them here and put them down the bottom of the screen. I'd like to invite you to do a bit of an, an internal stock take. Why don't you do a little, a little silent internal inventory and ask yourself, well, does that word or phrase describe me? How much of this character trait would people say relates to me? So here we go. L little children have a tenderness of conscience, don't they? They are willing to acknowledge, to confess their mistakes. They are open about their emotions, about their feelings, about their joys and their fears and their anger. Little children express creativity and imagination. They live life full of exuberance and energy. They are full of awe and wonder and joy. They default to thinking the best of other people, don't they? They are hopeful. They're playful. They're innocent, they're unpretentious, they easily trust, they easily forgive, they easily love and they love humour. They are eager to learn and grow. They ask lots of honest questions. They're teachable, they're humble, they're trusting, they are open and they are spontaneous. So how did you go? In what ways are you like a little child amongst that list? If you're anything like me, probably thought to yourself, ouch, I probably need to do a, a little bit better in some of those areas. You see, I regularly talk to people who think they have to have it all together before they can come to God, before they can walk into the doors of a church. But surely this illustration of a little child teaches us that we don't need to have all of the answers before we come to Jesus before we surrender our life to him. Too many people make faith in Christ artificially hard, needlessly complex, needlessly difficult and too, well, adulterated. God wants you to come to him just as you are, like a little child in need of a loving and strong, dependable heavenly father. There's one final characteristic of a little child that I want to finish on. So let's face it, being cute and entertaining uh, is basically all that children have to offer. That's really about it. They don't actually offer anything in, in any practical terms, do they? A little child can't earn a paycheck. They can't contribute to the family budget. They can't cook a meal or unload the dishwasher, at least not unattended. They can't put on a load of washing or hang it out on the line. They can't mow the lawn. They certainly can't serve on a church committee. Little children are pretty useless when you think about it in terms of actually achieving anything practical. Everything has to be done for them. Any parent will tell you this. In fact, little children are dependent upon other people for their very survival. Small children have nothing to bring and everything to receive. A childlike faith looks outside of itself for salvation. Friend, you and I must come to God like a child.
in total helplessness, in complete and total and utter dependence upon him and throw ourselves on his mercy and grace. He is the potter and we are the clay. He is the creator and we are his creation. We are the created. He is the forgiver and we are the ones in tremendous need of forgiveness. I think the point is clear. You must be totally dependent upon God. You and I need to be completely dependent upon God like a child in order to enter into his kingdom. Enter God's kingdom today, friend, knowing that you have absolutely nothing to give in return. Think too, if you could buy your way into heaven by your righteous deeds, by your, your good religious works, I think heaven would be full of some pretty annoying people. Wouldn't heaven be full if that were the case of pretentious, arrogant, proud people? Ephesians chapter 2 says, For it is by grace that you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, says Paul, not by works, so that no one can boast. The only way to eternal life, into God's kingdom, is to admit that you could never make it there on your own, that you could never make it there without God's grace, without God's forgiveness, without God's unmerited favour, freely given, freely bestowed upon you. So let me finish this morning with a story about Karl Barth, one of the great theologians of the 20th century. He's actually a bit of a, a towering giant in the in the world of theology. The story goes that one day Karl Barth was asked for the greatest insight that he'd ever gained through his many years of scholarship and, and study. The story goes that everyone in the room leaned in to hear what, the, hear what the great man had to say, what pearl of wisdom he could instill, his greatest takeaway from his many years of study and of wisdom. Karl Barth thought about it and he said, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Faith like a child. We know how that verse ends, don't we? Little ones to him belong. They are weak, but he is strong. It's a simple truth, but it's a very profound one, don't you think? Friend, ask the Holy Spirit today to help you to approach God like a little child. Climb up onto his lap today and receive the blessing of eternal life. Amen. I'm going to lead us in a prayer time. I'm going to ask that we might be able to do, to do just that today. Friends, let's pray. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your wise counsel and heavenly priorities that turns our own upside down. When we might think a little child has very little to offer, very little to contribute, you offer them as our very example to aspire to. We confess that even at our very best, we are totally dependent upon your love and forgiveness for our salvation. Help us to fully accept, like a child, that we are deeply loved, deeply forgiven, valued for who we are, your children, and not for what we have done. We rest in that love this day. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.